Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Magical Realness, a Blythe Mitral's podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Marie, a multi-hyphenate visionary and the founder of Blythe Mitrals. What you need to know about me is that I'm a little quirky, V-spiritual, crazy chatty, and uber passionate about living in true alignment and the art of simpatico. I believe deeply that magic is real, potent, and rooted in choice. Magic is all around us. All you have to do is choose to see it. Dive in with me as we look at actionable steps, breakdowns, and conversations that help you live a magical lifestyle in which serves you. We're currently in the season Reinventing Yourself, a 25-episode spread anchored on guiding creatives, dreamers, and multifaceted entrepreneurs to ground themselves in their own truth while they go through their beautiful transformation of personal expansion, business alignment, and all that wonder in between. These explorations, how-tos, and conversations will help you stand tall, stand proud, and stand as the authentic version of you. Let's do this, my friend. Let's dive in with today's episode and reinvent the magical you. So we are in, yes, another episode of reinventing yourself, especially reinventing yourself as a business owner. And we are in the chapter of exploring business, right? How to do that within business specifically, within your business practices, within your business foundations, with all of those kinds of setups that allow you to take action and to move forward. And so, you know, I am well-known at this point, um, <laughs> you know, it depends on how you describe well-known, but those who know me, know me well, um, for now diving into aligned strategy and building an aligned strategy, right? So I want to get more into what does that mean? Um, I want to get into how you can create that for yourself, And the benefits of moving and calibrating and operating within your alignment. Um, To me, having an aligned business strategy is the way that we're able to weave in spirituality within business. It's not the only way, but it's a really big way. The fact that we actually pursue alignment within this kind of masculine structure. So that's what we're going to be getting into today. And I'm also, just so you know, like, you know, when you're in a workshop and they're like, hey, by the way, I'm going to sell you something at the end. I'm not going to sell you something at the end, but I'm going to go over significantly the alignment strategy. If you haven't heard about the alignment strategy, that means you haven't listened to the other episodes, and that's fine because I was definitely promoting it, sharing it, advocating for it for a minute. Um, But yeah, I want to go over that a little bit more just because it's such a great tool, and I've really been thinking about it. I've been thinking about the fact that I did make that, and I've made it available, right? Um, I've made it free, and it is kind of bonkers. (laughs) And, and I say, and I obviously, I'm not going to charge for it. Like, it's already free. Like, I'm not going to, like, add a price to it. Um, 
I'm, you know, it's it's a gift, right? A gift from me to you. Um, but, you know, in this time, if you are up to date, then you know that I have moved from over 60 hours in my business to now 30. And of course, that means that I'm definitely slipping up. I'm not able to get things done timely like I was before. And of course, you know, I prioritize my clients um, above anything else, which, you know, makes sense. Um, but yeah, so, so if, you know, so now that you're kind of up to date in case you, you hadn't been in that spot, um, but as I've been thinking and as I've been kind of evaluating and, and moving through all of these changes, um, I, I was thinking about all of these things that I would give away. Um, I thought about all of these kind of smaller products that I've had, like workshops and elements like that, like what I was offering in the pra- uh, Patreon, things like that. And I just undercharging myself. I'm, let's just be real. Like, let's just be real. And I'm not sharing this to be like, oh, me or whatever, but just kind of I'm just sparking this. These ideas are sparking within me because I am am very good. <laughs> I'm very good at telling my clients, you need to raise your prices, right? Um, But then when I evaluate myself and I evaluate what I charge and what I look at, there's some things that I think I've got right for now, but all these kind of smaller little pieces, um, I just really did not value it appropriately. I think I really feel, I've been looking at this, this is... This this alignment strategy that you can get on my website, right? Obviously, um, I think I could charge well over a hundred dollars for it. I think it's that powerful because it is. It's absolutely that powerful, and I just didn't even like. I just didn't even think about it. I just thought, oh, this is going to be it. And it just it honestly, when I was creating it, it did it became bigger and bigger and bigger. Um. So anywho, I, I don't. That was just inspired. That was kind of just an inspired little little tiff that just came out of me. But just saying, hey, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Very valuable. I would scoop it up if you've got the chance. And I think it's a really great way if you have not been in Notion or if you haven't really been able to um, dive into the particulars of how to operate in Notion and all of those bags. It's a really great um, like walk into it. It's a great like step into using it um, because it comes with certain templates. It comes with certain action plans that are, yes, guided. Um, you know, it's already like templates within the templates. So basically, if you don't know what Notion is, let's just explain that really quick. I've been comparing it lately to, you know how there's the difference between Apple and Android, right? Apple does have more um, creative software applications, but you can't design the interface. Like the interface is the interface. Like Apple is Apple, right? Like it is what it is. Whereas when you have an Android device, you're able to customize that, categorize it, like they have widgets, all of these different tools and applications that allow you to customize your interaction with the device. Um, So some people like it a little bit simpler, some people like it a little bit more customized, and there's obviously some other variations in that. Okay, well, Apple is like Google Docs. And, uh, you know, and the notion is basically the Android version to Google Docs. It is hyped up. It is instead of just having a collection of folders and files, it is a whole database. I call it a portal 
to me, it is a portal. Uh, you know, so I don't call them pages. I call them portals because it just holds so much information so seamlessly, so organically. The process is so smooth, the interface. It's gorgeous. I love it. I spend probably... 80% of my time in Notion. Everything I do is in Notion. My clients, I work with them in Notion. So anyways, it's a powerful, powerful tool if you haven't used it before. And this alignment strategy is a really great way to get into it because I know that some people have tried Notion, but it's a little bit too much. And the fact that I have this guided lead magnet, the fact that I have this guided you know, gift, right? This guided get template. Um, I, I think it's I think it's a great way in. Um, but anywho, so that's what I want to talk about today is not just the alignment strategy, but why alignment, why to use it, how to use it, what is it, all those things. So that's enough on that. And I say, gosh, let's just let's get into it. Am I right? Now, it's funny because I am sipping tea right now. <laughs> um, when I made that segment, it's obviously this, I think that's a man who's slurping. I don't know. I could be wrong. It sounds very masculine to me. Um, but yes, no, I did think about making a slurp slurp sound, but I thought that one was so brilliant. So I used it. I'm actually as like kind of semi awkward. It can be if you're sensitive to noises and like the sound of chewing or any kind of consumption like that, um, that it can be, I just think it's, oh my God, it's my favorite. I love that sound effect. I love it. Anywho, so the tea today, we're going to start off. Actually, it's funny that I said masculine. We're going to kind of talk a little bit more about masculine energy within strategy. And so it's going to be more kind of like hashtag story time. And I say, let's just dive into that. So, you know, in my perspective and in my experience, right, I have found that most strategies right, that we see if we like Google, you know, if we go in the Googs and we look up, you know, what are strategies? How can I do this? How can I do that? All these applications, right? Um, you know, if we're in that space, what we'll find are is that these strategies are typically very cold. Um, they have kind of this standard format. They're all pretty much feeling like the same. Um, and again, they're drenched in the masculine, right? Strategy is a very masculine area. I mean, really, a strategy is masculine in itself, like it is masculinity, which normally would be a turnoff for me, especially in this 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 period in my life, you know, because I'm recovering from being a workaholic, and I'm healing from my chronic stress and and all that jazz. But I actually got into strategy for this specific reason, because it's so masculine, because it just didn't feel accessible, okay? Every time I created a strategy, it failed. I was known <laughs> for a large period of my life uh, to, as like someone who successfully failed. And what I mean by that is someone who would get themselves off the ground after failing. I would fail consistently over and over and over again, but I was very successful in getting back up and trying again. And so with all these strategies, with all these failures, it just, it went nowhere. 
And and that's because I aimed too high. Actually, Brian and I were just talking about this last night, the time of this recording. Uh, he really, woo, he, he gave me some facts. He gave me some facts. And I'm like, bitch, I hear you. I love you. I hear you. <laughs> I'm doing something different now. I got it. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> He's like, baby, I love you too. I just want you to be happy. You know, so anyways, so anyways, it's, it was, it's, it was a thing. It was a thing. It was, it's, it's such a thing that even Brian and I were talking about this last night. And yeah, I just, I aim too high. I aim too high in, in places, right? And actually in a lot of places I would, I would aim too high. And then I didn't dream big enough. That was also a big thing. Big, big. I didn't dream big enough in other places. I could never really make it achievable or accessible. And so I got in this constant flow of failure. I would recalibrate out of alignment. I would try to implement that and then fail, you know, over and over and over again, recalibrate out of alignment, implement, fail, right? So now I'm going to use that keyword for exploration today, alignment right? It is so essential. And the thing that makes us feel like the most authentic version of self yet, I was separated from it. I never included it. I never included my, my most authentic version of self. I always included someone different, someone who was not me, uh, comparison, all those elements, right? Um, you know, I, I, I just never included it. I would never regard it. I would never even reference it. I only had the wrong dreams in play that made me run around in what I thought I wanted to manifest again comparison. But actually, it just kept me away from what I truly wanted to build in this life. You know the ones. You know those dreams. Like getting 100K followers on Instagram and having a huge newsletter following, right? And, and you know, again, that's part of the reason why within that sense of I chapter that we went over. And actually, I think, you know, not, not too long ago, right, just a few weeks ago, I talked about consistency. And I talked about comparison. I talked about a lot of these different ideas. And this is exactly why I talked about it. So if you're wondering what the connection is with reinventing yourself and all those aspects, and then with business and the yada, 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 it all has to relate. So if you skip those episodes, if you did not listen to the episodes within the sense of I chapter, go back and listen. Go back and tune in. Because if you are identifying with any of this, we've got to find and we've got to really tune into that sense of I element, right? So, you know, anywho, like I said, those those really big following kind of goals, that's what I was going after. And I was lost in those attention grabbing techniques. And that damned me. Absolutely damned me. I mean, where was my why? Where was my why in getting those followers and subscribers? What purpose was that serving? How was that going to get me closer to my goals? It just, it wasn't. It wasn't going to. It was keeping me away from my alignment, from my purpose, from the heart of what I do, what I do. And if you have anything popping up inside of you right now <laughs> and just being like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 100k followers oh that, that would make me so happy that's going to make such a huge difference in my business um if i had a huge newsletter following oh my gosh that would make waves right let me tell you something i was running some numbers 
I was running some numbers because I was curious. Because, um, you know, they, they say, I think it's about mm, 2%, 5% of your newsletter following is supposed to be able to engage, read, whatever, within your, within your newsletters. Um, and I think it's, I don't know the number, honestly. I'm just going to guess. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably around like 10% or something on, on Instagram. Don't quote me. Um, my specialty is not on numbers and statistics. My specialty is on creating results which maybe that includes statistics, but everyone goes about it in their, in their different way. I'm very spiritual. I focus on energy, those kinds of elements. Um, maybe that's something I will include in the future, but right now it's not what I'm focused on. But anywho, so, you know, it's, it's considerably a very small number. And I was running my areas of engagement. I'm just curious. I was running out my, my areas of engagement and on both platforms, um, actually, no, on my newsletter, I have a small newsletter following and I have a small Instagram following. Small is probably dependent upon what small means to you. Like everyone means small differently. I'm happy to have small. I feel it's more intentional. I feel good about that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm cool. Because I would say that um, I would say consistently my email uh, interaction, activity, engagement, that's the word engagement, um, I would say it's probably on average around 40% when I was running the numbers. It was somewhere around 40%, uh, often higher, sometimes a little bit lower, but probably around 40%. And I think whenever I kept, see, this is this is a few weeks ago. This was a while ago, I, and I didn't write it down. I think my Instagram following is around 25, 30% engagement. So that's very high. It's very high considering I, I think it's around 10% on Instagram. Again, I, I don't know those facts for sure, but it's obviously in comparison, you know, bigger. And then my newsletter from 2% to 40%, like, whoa, you know? So no, it's not the 100K. <laughs> it's not the huge newsletter following, right? Like number, like that's, that's just numbers, right? That's not actual engagement. Right now, if you were to say, if I had a hundred engaged, hundred thousand engaged followers in Instagram and a hugely engaged newsletter following, that would be different. That would be different. But most of us just want those numbers. Most of us just want the elite. That's what it is. Of course, we don't tell ourselves that. We lie to ourselves and be like, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. But girl, that's what it is. The elite element of having all of those followers and all of those subscribers, right? You know, so it's not going to make you happy. They are attention-grabbing techniques. <laughs> um, you know, you're hoping that by getting in front of new people, it's going to solve your issues. But if you can't get in front of the people that you have, if 30 people like your post, 30 people, that's 30 people, it's like you're sitting in front of a room and you got 30 people's attention. And regardless if some of them read the caption or not, or scrolled through the carousel or not, like whatever, like, let's be real. Anytime, if you were to get in in front of a group of 30 people, not all of them would give you 100% of their attention. They're thinking about what they're going to make for dinner or like their to-do list or gosh, that's a cute outfit, man. You're not, they're not even listening to you, <laughs> right? They're focused on all these different elements. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, okay? So if you get 30 people to like, if you're in the room of 30 people, and you made an impact within that conversation to just a couple of those individuals, that's ginormous. That's huge. But because we're so distant, 
and we look at just the numbers association, right, we have that detachment. And the more people that you're able to kind of wake up away from, when am I going to make for dinner? Oh, that's a really cute outfit. Like, what's my to-do list, right? The more that you can bring people into the present, into the inspiration, into the engagement, the more engagement you can create within what you're building, that's the ticket, right? That's the, that's the area. That's the aligned strategy, okay? Spoiler. You know, and so that's why it's really important to look, you know, again, what is your purpose and what is the heart of what you do, what you do? And I wasn't doing that. I was absolutely not doing that. I, I, my alignment was missing. It was absolutely missing. And I was drowning in failures and ambitions that were not serving me and, and a ridiculous amount of busy work that was getting me nowhere. That's where my attention was going. Busy work, you know, is something a priority or is it important? This is a question that I got from um, the Impact Theory podcast from Tom Bilyeu. I have not listened to this podcast in a significant amount of time, um, but I do recommend it from time to time because it's a great podcast. At least from when I listened to it, it was wonderful. You get to hear from all these different types of people, all these different types of success. Um, they bring a lot of athletes on, which, you know, I'm like, eh, you know, whatever, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to like dismiss athletes, it's just not a lot, not aligned with me, right? But you still get a lot from it, right? Because heartache, you know, traumas, um, you know, uh, rising above it all, the dedication, all of that, very inspiring. But anyways, that question of, you know, is it important or is it a priority, right? Mm, it's a big, big question. There's a big, big difference there. So something you, you really need should be asking yourself and not that we want to shit all over ourselves, but it, it made a huge difference. And it made a huge difference as far as me, right? With all this busy work, all this busy work that was taking me nowhere. So, so what I did is I dropped the strategies. I dropped the plans. I dropped the to-do list. It was a ginormous to-do list. And I just, I dropped it. And I did exactly what we talked about in the first episode in this chapter on business essentials. I dove into my own sense of discovery and started with just that one client, the one-on-one -on -one marketing element. That's what I did, okay? I got clear on what I was building and why I even turned Blythe Mitrals into a business in the first place. Um, I don't know if I've shared that story here in the podcast. Now is not the time for that story. Um, but if you're interested in that journey of, of Blythe Mitrals, um, more specifically than anything else, I'd be happy to share it. Just ask. Um, you know, so why I even turn Blythe Mitchells into, you know, a business in the first place? Like, why, why did I do that? I, I sat down and I got clear. I got clear on my why. That was missing before, my why. And I tuned into it. And after gathering a few pieces, I decided to try to create a new strategy, a new game plan, but on my terms. Not on the Googs terms, not on all of those other, you know, quote unquote, thought leaders. Mine. Okay, so with my alignment in hand, I made the process more feminine, with flow, heart, and big one, compassion. Okay, compassion, because I did not, even though I was able to be a successful failure, I did not have compassion for myself. I tore myself to fucking shreds every time that I failed. And just, I was just accustomed to that. 
not just from myself, but from my nurturing, from the way I was talked to when I was a child. I was so accustomed to bad-mouthing myself, to thinking below myself, to not thinking I was worthy. And I wanted to finally find a way to prove that I was worthy. Okay, so that's why I got up. That's what made me a successful failure, which is kind of a side note. But anywho, you know, so I, I brought in that element of compassion that was really important for me. And let me tell you, it served me well today, today. Not only that, I've shared the same process with my clients and it's made a waves of a difference for them as well. This is what I do with my clients. I find the flow, I find the heart, I find the compassion. I find the ease. I get close to their why. The first thing I do when I meet with my clients is we just do this big exhale. We do this big dump, huge dump list um, of what it is that they want to do of what it is that they want to accomplish. I get into other areas that they think is probably not relevant. Like, you know, like how much money do you want to make? That's a huge question. It's kind of, you know, intimate, uh, kind of personal, but like, let's get real. Let's dive into it. Okay, you want to be making these numbers? Let's weave that in. Let's make that space. Let's bring in that purpose, right? So yeah, right? (laughs) We don't get to ask those questions. Sure, the money thing, but like all the other stuff, the heart, the why, that's kind of like a five-minute conversation in most other strategy plans. And then it's totally just rolled over. We don't incorporate, we don't weave it in as much as we need to. And so, yeah, yeah, I think our form, our modern form of strategy, I think it sucks. (laughs) And that's the hot tea. That is the hot take. I think our modern form of strategy sucks. I'm not saying it doesn't work because obviously it's worked for a lot of people. It just, it does not fly. It does not serve for those who are intuitively based, right? Who have those intuitive gifts because it's cold, it's standard, and there's a there's a heart missing from it, right? There's just absolute heart missing from it. And we are heart-centered individuals. So to learn how to do strategy with your heart in your hand and inspired action leading the way, stay with me because I'm going to break it down. But before I do that, before I dive into our next segment, okay, with that story time, I just want to take a moment and I just want to give a cred to another wonderful listener that we have, another review um, for this show. Um, and so if you don't know what I'm doing, I have been asking my, my dear listeners, you, my friends, to help support the show because we are an indie show right? It often feels like we are people's best kept secret, this show is, and we shouldn't be a secret. This should not be something that we are hiding, that we are holding back, that we are shying away from, right? More people need to be aware of how to, yes, run an intuitive business, absolutely, for sure, but how to weave in the sense of I within our business, to weave in the magic of life, to weave in our own definitions of what is a magical life for us and going after it, right? That's what I want to do. I want to bring more consciousness. I want to bring more intention into the world that we are building. I want to teach others and enlighten them on the art of simpatico because the art of simpatico is something that has dramatically changed my life. And I know that it can change yours too if you just give it the chance, if you give it the the opportunity, if you decide to weave in that flow and that consciousness. And so to help create all of this, what I'm asking is I'm asking that you obviously listen to the show, 
that makes a huge impact. So thank you for right now listening to the show. Um, But, you know, something else that would be a really great benefit is following on Instagram. Instagram would be fabulous. Right now I'm doing a star, a golden star, um, uh, five post spread. So I've hidden five stars with some of my most recent posts. I've also got a, a highlight on my account as a cheat, as a cheat spot. Um, but I've hidden stars within my captions. And if you find all five star posts and comment a gold star in each one of them, I will give you a free mini Oracle reading. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely head over to Instagram, head over to that site, to that profile and get you your stars, get you your, your mini Oracle reading. And that is good until the end of this month. So July 31st. Okay. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. So follow along on Instagram. That's a great, great way to support the show. Another great way to support the show is by, well, signing up for the newsletter because you get more one-on-one interactions. You get more insight, more extended conversations within what we're talking about within the show. Great spot to do that. Share with a friend. If you can think, even if it's just one episode, if you can think of someone that would really benefit from listening to these words, these thoughts, these interactions, please send it to a friend. Would make a huge difference. Absolutely make a huge difference. And the last thing that would really make an impact is if you left a review on Apple. Apple is the platform for creating reviews and sharing them and getting people to see the value of your show. Um, And so what I want to do is I want to read another one of those reviews right now. And so this review is from Chelsea. And Chelsea, she says that this podcast is always a treat. Ooh, Chelsea, thank you. She says, Brittany Marie is always dropping so much wisdom in her episodes. I love listening on long car rides or with a cup of tea and a notepad. I always have so many takeaways and feel inspired to take action, take action in areas of my business and life that I'm feeling lost with. Mm, Chelsea, yes, I identify so deeply in that so deeply, right? And and I I just love imagining you with your cup of tea and your notebook. I think that is just absolutely darling, as my grandmother would say. Um absolutely precious and is is so powerful. The fact that you're able to make that time for yourself, to dive in, to really consume what is lighting you up and being intentional about it, right? Intentional living, intentional simpatico. And so thank you for leaving such a beautiful review. I actually know which Chelsea this is. And Chelsea, you are an angel. You are a dream. Uh, You are such a, she's a friend of mine. (laughs) You were a beautiful friend of mine. Um, And so, yes, I, I so appreciate this review. And if you would like your review uh, shared on the show, all you got to do is is leave a review. Now, let's hold up a second, okay? Because Apple, let's be real. If you're an Android user, if you don't use Apple, you you can't you you cannot. I don't know why po- podcasters don't talk about this. I, I don't know. I think it's almost mean, but whatever. If you are an Android user slash me, and you are not able to leave a review on Apple. I will still read your review on the show. All you have to do is you just need to email it to me, Brittany Marie at BlytheMitrals.com. Of course, it's in the show notes, okay? So I've got you covered. Email me your review and I will read it on the show, 
Okay, my friend. So just wanted to give that little shout out. Those are some ways to support the show. And let's dive into breaking it down and getting crystal clear on a line strategy. Okay, Woo, we got here. It took us a little while. I had a, a, a big story time. Um, but we're here. We're going to talk about what exactly is an aligned business strategy and, and what specifically makes makes it different amongst other things. We're going to really break it down. Um, but to, to, to go back to that original question, what is an aligned business strategy? I've essentially already answered this question. Um, yes, it is, it is more feminine. Um, it is certainly more compassionate. Uh, there's more flow involved, a little bit more give and take. Um, you know, there's, there's the evaluation of what, um, is sustainable and actionable for you. There's, there's, there's all of these things, but essentially, you know, what really is at the heart of it is, you are pursuing your alignment within your grounded pursuits. You are pursuing your alignment within your grounded practices. Um, what do we mean by grounded? I mean kind of like the earthly business side of things, right? So this is someone who's who's intuitive, someone who's interested in having an intuitive-based business is going to really thrive off of pursuing an aligned business strategy, um, a form of action that aligns with you, within your sense of I, um, within your version of an intentional life, of, of your version of a wholesome, fruitful, worthwhile life. That is what an aligned business strategy is, an action plan that uses your alignment as the heart of everything that you set out to do. So it becomes very bespoke. It becomes very unique, very altered to your needs and to what is going to be of most benefit to you. Okay. So what makes it different? That. That because again, as, as we talked about before and kind of, you know, hashtag story time is that the, f- the standard form of strategy is is a bit masculine. Um, it's it's structured in a way that's very standard. Um, you know, it's it's cookie cutter. It's it's a, the standard form of of strategy is very much the search and the pursuit of what is going to make me five hundred dollars over the weekend right? We're looking for cookie cutter applications. We're looking for the answer. We're not looking for our answer. We're looking for the answer, the the universal answer. And here's the thing that doesn't work for everyone, right? And then there, you may find some variations between A, B, and C, but still there's, there's not enough of you in that. There's not enough of your particular situation. It does not matter in my eyes if you have a product-based business or a service-based business or a product-service-based business, okay? It does, it does not matter to me wherever you are on that scale, right? That does not equate to me the A, B, and C. Um, you know, every product is different, right? Every product has different finances, um, different costs, uh, different processes as far as what's manufacturing of, of how it's made right? 
um, with services, you know, uh, design services and coaching services, for example, are completely different, right? The way you go about that and the way you go through your client processes and um, the way that you talk about those those services are going to be different, right? You know, so so every and and also not only that, not just not just that part of it, but who you are. Who you are in running those businesses is different. Who you are with your life circumstances are different. Who you are and what is going to be in the best service of self is different. Uh, the the skills and the geniuses, the genius zones are going to be different. It's going to be different for every individual. So leaning into um, instead, really what, what's at the heart of how you do the aligned business strategy is you break down exactly what it is that you're going after. You break down either the business model, a goal, whatever. You break it down into actionable, sustainable steps, okay? That's it. (laughs) That's essentially what it is. What will help keep you in line and what will help keep you um, moving forward into what it is that you're doing, because again, it is bespoke. It is based on you. It is based on your sense of eye and your experiences, Um, is having at the forefront of wherever your workspace is, your why, okay? So having that really clear, um, having really clear what are your main core goals, okay? What is it that you're looking to achieve or complete, okay? What are you trying to reach to? I think it's great to have five of these, five core goals. And um, and and then after that, what you want to do is you want to have four supportive questions, Okay. Now these numbers are, you know, this is just what I recommend. Have as many or as not as you would like. I'll say that once you've got it, you know, use your own grain of salt on that. Um, but yes, have four core, um, or four, um, excuse me, four supportive questions. So whenever you sit down, especially this is going to be really useful for, for multi-passionates. Okay. So when you sit down, and you start to explore um, new projects, new possibilities, uh, you know, new new pathways. Okay, then you sit down and you look at those four questions, and you think, does this help me? For instance, if one of them is you want to establish yourself as an expert, something we will talk about later on in this season. So in a couple weeks' time, we will be talking about that. Pretty exciting. Um, but yes, you know, if if that is something that you want to do, you your question could be, does this help me become an established expert? Does this help me become an expert? Right? And if it doesn't, then you don't do it. You hold off on it, right? So it helps you keep a really clear inline question. Or if you still want to pursue it and you do want it to help you become an you know established expert, then you then you can figure out and ideate, well, how can I align this with that goal? How can I alter this idea to fit that goal? Okay, so that's the idea of the question. Supplementary, there's, or excuse me, there's supportive questions, four supportive questions. And then the next thing that you want to have in your workspace is you want to have three supportive goals. Okay, so, so you want five core goals, four supportive questions, and three supplementary goals. And supplementary goals would be things like, 
rebranding your website. Um, it would be gaining a hundred more subscribers on your newsletter. You you could do a much bigger number than that, but that's just an example. A hundred new email subscribers. Okay. Um, you know, it could be uh, I want to get 10, 10 more clients this year in general. Maybe you're, you know, maybe that that's that's all that you need. Uh, maybe you want to go on a podcasting tour, right? So if you one of your core goals is to establish yourself as an expert, a fabulous way to do that is to go on a podcasting tour. So will a podcasting tour, if your question is, does this help me become established expert? A podcasting store, a podcasting tour, absolutely, absolutely, that will help you reach that goal. So, so that is at the heart of actually what I have created. <laughs> so we're going to get there now. Is the aligned strategy template for solopreneurs, for creatives, um, for dreamers? Okay, um, that is the first thing that you want to do. Is you want to set that. Now, let's say you want to set up a strategy, you want to reach some goals, but you're not really sure what that is. Okay. So what I'm going to start doing now is I'm going to start transitioning into um, the actual template. And you don't have to sign up for the template. I'm just going to walk through it right now. You can do this on your own terms. Okay. But what this does is it sets you up for a, the year, right? Or however long you want it to be, whether it's a quarter, whether it's half the year, whatever that is for you, right? Like it could be two years, five years, you can set this up and it's totally adaptable. It's, it's, I think, ideal and so easily already set up for a year long trajectory, but it's up to you. So that would be, I make sure that's in your, your workspace, make sure that's at the front of everything that you do. Because yes, you know, one thing is to take action and to have the action plan broken down. But it's another thing to remember why it is that you're doing this, right? What is going to help you get to that spot? Um, you know, what are the things that are going to guide you and in stepping into the person that you are becoming, right? So that's the idea. And, and because we for, will forget it. Let's be real. Unless you're writing it down every single day, you're you're gonna you're gonna lose sight of it. Okay. Do you know why you're gonna do that? Because you're human. Because you're human. That's why. And we get distracted. We have social media. You know, we have some of us have partners or friendships, family, um, just community in general, right? You know, uh, uh, th there are lots of different distractions, if we want to call them that. Um, there are lots of different experiences that we hold within our time. And we're human. That's all that it is. We're human. So we're going to lose sight from time to time. Um, you know, so you could instead write it down every single day. But that's I think that's a lot of pressure. I think there's a lot of pressure. And just having a safe space right in the front of everything that you do right in front of you. I think it's a winner. I think it's a huge mindset winner. I'm a really big I'm very big on setting up tools, on setting up spaces, on setting up resources within your environment that help support your humanness, that help support your distraction elements, that help you be clear-minded and reminded and inspired by what it is that you're looking to achieve by the person that you are becoming. Um, you know, because that's a really big part of manifestation, 
right, is keeping that in line. Um, we don't want to over control the co-creation, right? We don't want to overthink about it. It's often when we, we think that we don't need it anymore. That's when it comes through because um, there's a sense of gratefulness. Um, there's a sense of ease, right? There's a sense of flow that we're diving into. Lots of reasons for that, um, that level of magnetism. But also if we're looking to consciously co-create, right, we, we want that in front of us and we want to be consciously in line with it. Um, so, you know, to be able to depend on your environment to help you do that, it takes a lot of pressure off of you, right? It's like you're setting up the foundation. You're setting up the foundation for success. So let your spaces, you know, or whether that's an altar, you could create an altar totally based off these five core goals, four supportive questions, and three supplementary goals, okay? You can absolutely do an altar around that. But just setting up your environment, making it easeful off yourself, you know, making it, making it, um, you know, get some pressure off your back to hold this firmly by yourself. It'll just whatever you can do to make it easier, right? Because when it's easy, it's more fun. And that flow becomes so much more accessible, right? So, so, so consider that. But yeah, so if you if you aren't sure on on what these goals are or supplementary questions, like if you're not sure like on what of all of this is and you're kind of just or you're like, how do I only choose five, you know, and, and how do I decide what's the difference between five core goals and, and three supplementary goals, right? Again, five core goals, that's what you're really working towards, right? They're going to be more kind of big picture goals. Um, they're going to help you get to the top of that mountain, Right. So those are so it's the kind of the big ideas, and then the, the supplementary goals again are are what help you achieve those big ideas, right? There's something to keep in mind, kind of you know projects in the back end when you have time for them, kind of a thing. So that's the way to approach that. But if you're still not clear on like how to apply what or whatever, um, what you want to do is you want to start off with something that I'm I'm very passionate about, and actually we talked about this in the very first masterclass. The very first masterclass, life's to-do list. Uh, maybe you skipped it. Maybe you didn't. Um, you know, I'll be honest. Those two masterclasses, they're not the best <laughs> because they were my first episodes recording recording this podcast, right? But there's still a lot, man, a lot of really good information in those masterclasses, regardless if it's not the most perfect masterclass or not. Um, and in life's to-do list, I talked about creating your life garden. Yes, 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 my friend, your life garden. And so the next thing you want to do is you want to break down. I'll, I'll, I'll go in. Don't worry. I'll go back. I'll explain more about that later. But there, there's four things you do to get to get to this this spot. Okay. And so you want to look at your quarterly and your yearly goals. Right. That pretty much right there sums it up. Right. Once you get to getting out your life garden. And then your quarterly and yearly goals, that's going to get you clarity. That's going to get you to the point where you can put your why, where you can put those core goals, where you can you can get to that mindset element, that reminder, setting it up within your environment. Or in other words, it's actually something that I call your strategy workspace, right? So, so you want to put that within wherever you're going to be working, wherever you're going to ta be taking action, wherever the core heart of that placement is. Um, I think, again, if you use Notion, this is an incredible space to have this at, to have this within your core workspace, right? Um, so, so that's the idea. But then 
then after you set up your, your strategy workspace, then you get really specific within your workflow. Now, if you haven't heard of a workflow before, um, I'm about to blow your mind. This is the tool, the capital T-H-E tool that I learned and which changed the way that I was able to turn from failure to actual success, not failure success, actual success. Be, it took me a while to get the hang of it. Took me a while. I will be fair. I will be frank. Um, but it is an incredible, incredible tool that will help you reach your goals and make them sustainable, make them actionable, um, make them collaborative, keep you, you know, in line, organized in a way that doesn't necessarily need to be that organized. Um, it's, it's very, very cool. So those are the things that you want to do in order to create your aligned strategy. Um, what that does by doing your life garden, your goals, your workspace, and your workflow, by focusing on those and getting really clear on that, what why that becomes your aligned strategy is because you're mixing a lot of that heart, a lot of that compassion, a lot of that ease, a lot of that flow into, again, that action plan, right? So you're adding extra ingredients, right? It's kind of like, with strategy, you've got like a really basic house salad, okay? You've got your greens, um, you have some cucumbers, you have some tomato, and um, you have just like a basic vinaigrette, okay? Cool. Well, what would make that really juicy? What would make that really delicious? What would make that so exciting to eat? Okay, uh, maybe you're a fan of the feta, okay? So then, so this is adding your feta. Maybe you like peaches, Okay, so then you add in some peaches. Um, do you like some corn? Add in some corn. This is actually a salad that I've been eating a lot lately. Um, a little bit of pasta pieces. Yes, please. Let's put in those swirls in there. Yes, 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 delicious. And you mix it all up and you add a little bit of lemon. Lemon juice. Add some lemon juice. Okay, boom, boom. You have a salad that suits you, that gives you more nutrition that dives into more service, more fun, um, you know, again, more ease because it's just so fun to eat, right? All of those things. Okay, so this is, this is not the best example. Let's be real. This is not the best example, but you get what I'm saying, right? By adding all of these things in, it's not making it more complicated. It's making it more delicious and it's making it more fulfilling for you to be able to show up and do what you're doing. Okay, so essentially the process itself is, okay, what you want to do is you want to be looking at what you want for your life. This is, this is if you're going to listen to anything in this podcast, it's this, okay? This is how you create the aligned strategy, not just those, those methods, right? That's what that was, the methods. This is the process. This is what you do. You look at what you want for your life, okay? Then you figure out what you're going to tackle at what time, Okay, you plan out when, at what, what frequency, et cetera, et cetera, okay? The third thing you do is you get centered and aligned in your vision, okay? The fourth thing is then you build a front page of a home base, okay? You don't have to do it quite like that, but like what is, where is, if you don't want to use Notion, you know, like where is your workspace? Is it going to be your wall, right? Maybe that's your, you know, quote unquote homepage, your front page, Okay, where's your home space? Okay, nurture that. The fifth thing is you break down your projects into goals, into actionable goals, into actionable steps. Okay, 
The sixth thing you do is transfer all that into your calendar, okay? Um, that's optional. The last one is optional. Maybe deadlines do not work well for you, um, but transferring into a calendar can be very powerful. And guess what? If you, if you have to, you can always move things around in your calendar. <laughs> you can always move deadlines. You can always push dates back. You can always push like when you're going to do what. It's, it's, it's not permanent, especially if you're using Google, right? If you're using a Google calendar, psh, oh my gosh, it's so easy. It's so easy to move stuff in your calendar. I do it all the time. But it helps you see when you're wanting to do what, right? And so that way you can actually reach the goals that you have for yourself. So that's the process, okay? Now let's get into the actual like the actual methods, okay? The life garden. Now I will say um, if, if the life garden does not suit you, something else you could do, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. But something you could do with something that is included um, within the template is you could create a decade roadmap. Okay, so I'll explain that first. A decade roadmap is where you break down all the things that you want to do in each specific decade. Okay, so it's kind of like multiple forms of the 10-year plan. Okay, so your 10-year plan, 20-year plan, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You just write down your goals and what you want to achieve in every single decade. This does not work for me because, you know, I'm just trying to flow with things, right? Like I don't want to prescribe what my life is going to look like at what time right? Like, I don't want to say I'm going to do this at 50, have an opportunity to do it within my 30s and be like, mm, you know, it's not the right time. Because I said I was going to do this in my 50s. So I'm going to wait. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why? Let's, let's all that back. Why would I do that? I, that doesn't suit me. That doesn't suit me. I like to flow with source. I like to flow with my manifestations. I like to flow with my co-creation. I like to flow in simpatico. For me, a decade roadmap does not serve me and my simpatico, but maybe it does you, right? That's why I included it because not everyone's going to like the life garden. So if you like something a little bit more structured, the decade roadmap, absolutely. You've got that. That's what that is. So, so you could start with a decade roadmap to get clear on what you want for your life and what you're going to do when, like when you're going to tackle what, when, okay? The life garden, again, I, that's what I prefer. And in the life garden, what you're doing is you are making a huge list, just dumping out all the things that you want to do, all your goals, all your aspirations, okay? Um, you know, anything, anything that's related to your business, to your life, in between, socially, you know, like if you've always wanted to paint, but you've just never given your space to do it, like me, I'm thinking, you know, I'm taking this comedy class. I actually, this was not on my life garden list. Um, it probably should have been, um, but we don't want to shit all over ourselves. Um, but I just finally just decided to take the reins and be brave and make it on my list. You know, so it, de it depends. But, you know, that that could be, you know, if you want to try stand-up comedy or if you want to try starting to read tarot when you haven't read tarot yet. I don't know why I keep bringing tarot up on the show. I, I don't know why I do it, but, you know, whatever, alas. You know, whatever that is, if you want to get certain readings done, right? Like Enneagram, for instance, you know, whatever is on kind of like your bucket list, you know, like, what is it that you want to be building? And why do we call it a life garden? We call it a life garden because as Tony Robbins says, which becomes really very deep or uh, in line with what we create here at Blythe Mitrals, to live is to grow, to grow is to live. That is very much at the heart of all of our coaching programs at Blythe Mitrals. 
And so, you know, taking that on, right? Um, there's a story with the life garden and you can hear that on Life's To-Do List or maybe I'll do a separate episode on this. If you, you can email me or DM me, you can ask for it. Um, but at this time, we'll just leave it at that. Um, but there was an experience that I had in which, um, you know, this idea of looking at all of the different flower beds, all the different um, gardening beds of what I was building, looking at all of them and figuring out which what plant goes in which bed, right? And then and what order do I want to plant these certain pieces, right? These certain plants. Um, when when do I want to harvest them? All all of that jazz. So kind of looking at a more creative more earthy, grounded way to really access um, what it is that I'm looking to create. Because at the time, I was just trying to create too many things at one time, which is kind of the story of my life until now. We've changed that. We've changed that. But until now. So, you know, so the, right. So you want to list on all of your goals, all of your aspirations, right? And then also what I would do is you, if, if you are a lifelong learner like moi, what you want to do is uh, you want to make a separate list for all of your courses and certifications. So if you, again, if you're like me, and if you previously had a huge addiction to buying pretty much every course that was in front of you, um, and you have not found the time to do all these courses and all these certifications, fair, uh, me, um, then you want to make a separate list for that. Okay. Uh, it's just a mindset thing. It's an energy thing. It'll help you make a more grounded choice, more easeful choice, um, and, and when to do what. So after you have your huge list slash lists, then what you want to do is you want to choose between four to six uh, secondary lists or, you know, four to six, what I call, you know, your garden beds, right? So choose six different beds and uh, make a theme out of it, right? So like whether that's, uh, you know, apparel, if you have, if you want to like sew your own wardrobe, right? You know, things like that. Or if you want to pursue spirituality, um, you know, if you want to try podcasting, um, you know, if you want to focus one on friends and family, one on fitness, I mean, whatever that is, right? It's up to you. What, if you look at what are the themes within your huge list? What's coming up for you? And then create four to six. Anything less is probably you've, you've kind of maybe overfilled those beds. Anything more than six, you probably haven't filled them up enough right? Like you want, you want healthy sizes, healthy portions, Mm, not really a portion, but you know what I mean? You want a healthy ratio within each of these because it makes it more accessible. Then after you put them all, so then obviously you categorize them all up into their different beds. Um, You know, so all of your different lists go into all their different beds. And then after you do that, you prioritize them. Um, You, you list them. So you you figure out which one is accessible or which one do I want to do first, right? Like which 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 of these goals is like step one, right? Which one is step two? Which one is step three? Okay, um, and and that's how you make your life garden, and it's something that you you know go in and you check through and you monitor maybe once a year, maybe twice a year, maybe bi yearly right? Like whatever frequency serves you best. But you you come in, you check it from time to time, and you move things around, and you just get really clear on, on what it is that you wanted to build a year ago, six months ago. Like what did a younger self want to accomplish? And are you accomplishing that? Or have your, have your ideas and desires changed? Are they needing some realignment, right? 
it's just a really, really good baseline. And I find it to be really inspirational. So that's how you kind of get to the like what that you are creating. Okay. Um, as well as, of course, the decade roadmap. Then you want to look at, you know, this, the next method is the quarterly and yearly goals. Okay. So when you go into those quarterly and yearly goals, right, um, you know, I would think quarterly, um, you're just going to write down what you want to do each quarter, right? Because then what that does is it helps break up what's actionable in a certain amount of time. And of course, you can repeat projects. So if you've got something that you want to do throughout the entire year, obviously, you would just repeat that in every quarter. Um, but you just make a list. It's so most most of this is like list making, right? List making is very powerful, right? So you just make a list of all the things that you want to do in each specific quarter, and really reflect on that before you complete it. Before you be like, that's done, and and make sure that it's accessible, make sure it's sustainable, make sure that um, it's actionable. That's a big thing, right? So after you've got that, then <laughs> you set up the strategy workspace. Then at this point. You should, we don't want to shit all over ourselves, but you should be able to, to define your five core goals, your four grounding cues, and your three supplementary goals, okay? And then once you've defined that, whoa, 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 you go into the workflow, the workflow, yes. Now the workflow, I mean, basically that could be a whole nother podcast, <laughs> That could be a whole nother podcast. It's it's a there's a class that I actually took, and I will link it in this in the site show notes. But there's a class that I took specifically on this, and it was just it was so cool. It was like a I don't know maybe four hour long class. So you know it's it's broken up into different sections, but it's about I think it's like four hours to get through. So it's really actionable, no big deal. But yeah, really, really, really changes changes the game. And so with the workflow, what happens is, is you basically are breaking down all of your projects. You're breaking down all of your projects and you want to, you know, be, be honest with yourself. Tell yourself what's the scale. Um, give yourself a deadline and write down any checkpoints. Checkpoints are really, really powerful for yes yourself, but also if you are, have a collaborator. So if you have a collaborator, detail that, you know, um, and give yourself a description, right? So you can come to it, you know, come to that page or come to that place wherever you're going to break down this 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 project and give yourself a quick description. So you're like in and out, you know what's going on. And then you want to make a list of your deliverables. Okay, so like what are you going to get out of this, right? So description is kind of something like short and sweet. Deliverables is like what is specifically you're going to be getting out of this, okay? Then what you want to do is you want to create your checkpoints, Okay, so like, what is it going to take for you to be able to do this project? What are all of the steps involved? Yes, it's tedious, but it makes it so much more clear for you to do. So if it takes you a while to set this up, that's okay. Okay, because the amount of extra time that you're spending, oh, it's like, uh, I, I mentioned this before in Moonstruck, you know, it costs money because it saves money. You know, so, right? So, like, it's the same thing. So, like, it, it costs time, but the amount of time that it costs, like, the ratio to the amount of time that it saves you, pff, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. So, get really clear on what all the checkpoints are. And then have space. Have space for any extra notes, um, anything that you want to explore, anything that you want to kind of work out. Um, you can have space for that. So, you know, you could do this in a journal. Again, I have this available on this Notion template, but if you're, like, really anti- don't want to <laughs> don't want to download it like that's cool that's fine 
<laughs> it's it's totally fine. Um, but you, yeah, so you want to just make sure you're also clear about like what is the scale. So, you know, like large, so there's large, medium, and small. So if it's a large scale item, it's anything greater than a week's focus. So anything that takes you longer than a week to complete. If it's a medium scale project, it takes less than a week or about, or a week, you know, a week or less than a week to complete. Okay. And then if it's a small scale, then it takes less than a day. Okay. Sometimes even if it takes less than a day, right, like just listing out exactly what those steps are can be such a huge relief. Okay. I'm telling you, because sometimes you'll like kind of, it's the small projects that get forgotten the most, at least for me, they do. It's always the big projects that I'm always in tune with. So with those small projects, if you just break it down and make sure there's space for it, so that way you can just like get in, get out, right? That's really, really powerful. And you being able to complete your goals. And that's how you build an aligned strategy. Like that's the actual process that I teach. And that again is within this template. So if you're interested, you know, I would definitely psh, head on over uh, and, and get that get that template. In fact, because this template is so powerful and it holds so much of the information that we talked about today, I'm not going to have really much of site show notes, right? Like it's really basically just going to be like a link <laughs> to sign up to this. So if you're interested in getting that, go ahead, come to the website, um, you know, click on that link in, in, in the notes and it will lead you to the sign up. Um, it's very, very powerful and I just think it's going to make a huge difference. And if you do decide to download it and you want to, um, talk about it, or if you need help implementing it, like you just need a little bit more clarity, you need a helping hand, just reach out, send me a voice message and Instagram or email me like whatever suits you, right? Like we can totally, totally talk about this template and about you like knocking it out, knocking out your aligned goals and, making sure that you can be in flow with inspired action because that's what this does. This is cre- this essentially creates the structure so that way you can be in inspired action consistently and have that balance. It, ha- it's, it helps you have that balance between being grounded and being magical. So it just leaves more open doors, more possibilities. It allows you to say no to the things that aren't in alignment and say yes to the things that really light you up. That's what this does. So... I hope you enjoyed that breakdown of the Align strategy. Again, you can steal this template. Um, you can just do this yourself. Listen to this podcast episode, maybe slowly again, and uh, break this down one-on-one by yourself. No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. Whatever suits you, my friend. Whatever suits you. So with that, I think it's time to go into our last thoughts. Okay, so if you like this exploration today, then friends, keep on coming. Keep on tuning in to what it means to reinvent ourselves as business owners, okay? I've talked about this time and time again. It is not about changing who you are. It's not changing your sense of eye. It is about changing the way that you operate with the things that are around you, right? So actually making that workspace, making that home base, making that wherever you're going to be, those those five, four, three uh, goal center, right? Your, your why, right? That it changes your environment, it changes the way that you interact with your environment, and it changes the way that inspired action comes through. So you're reinventing what you want for your life, and you're making it actionable. 
Very, very powerful stuff, you know? So so we're going to continue to discuss and look at practices that really light us up while knocking out our intuitive business goals. That is what is in the trajectory of this show. You know, um, next week, actually, we're going to be talking with someone I just absolutely adore, Lizzie Jacqueline. And she is she is a branding designer, amongst other things. But I would say that that's that's her main her main bit. She's a brand designer, and her her studio is Asteria, so Asteria Co. Studio, um, absolutely incredible, incredible stuff. And we're going to be talking about specifically building a client process. Okay, very, very transformative in the world of business if you've not been able to implement one. Um, I think Lizzie is kind of like the queen <laughs> as far as building a client process. Um, she's incredible. I used to actually work with her earlier this year uh, on her on her podcast. And so to have her on mine is going to be such a sweet, sweet, beautiful treat. Um, and so, yeah, that's what you can expect next time go around. And then I touched on attention grabbing techniques and I've touched a little bit on one-on-one marketing, right? We talked about that in the first episode of this month. And so what we're going to be talking about after Lizzie's episode is we're going to be talking about prospecting. Oh, what? that's essentially one-on-one marketing in case you missed it. And we're going to talk about why that is so much more powerful than those attention-grabbing techniques. I was actually just talking about this with someone yesterday, and it absolutely blew their mind. <laughs> so hopefully I get to treat the honor of blowing your mind. Uh, and actually prospecting was something that I learned from Isis Ray. Isis Ray is someone who has previously been on the podcast. Her episode is incredible because she is incredible. Such revolutionary thoughts. Uh, she's, she is also definitely for sure a visionary. Um, so anywho, I learned this from her. And it's just, it totally makes waves. And the way that you show up and you are present with your community, with your goals, with those that are you're around and really landing those dream clients. So that is what is in the trajectory for the rest of this month. Um, obviously, I'm not doing a great job of releasing on Thursdays. Like basically, this is just, it's released when it's released. And part of me wants to apologize for that even though we all know that that is not my bag. Like when people do that, I cringe. Um, So I'm not going to do that because it's obviously my ego um, coming up, popping up, saying hi, uh, because it's okay. It's okay to be loosey-goosey for a little while, right? Like we're all aware. I've already said it maybe two times (laughs) within this episode. I am transitioning from working over 60 hours in my business, basically any day, any light that I had to work on my business, I would right? That's what I was doing to now only working 30 hours, 30 hours, right? It is a shift. Um, It's going to take some time. I am giving myself that time and for you all to still be coming in, to still be listening, to still be tuning in, even though it's a little bit random these days. And I know I haven't been sending out a newsletter, like just thank you for hanging in. Thank you for sticking with me and for being in this journey. I do this to be in simpatico with you. I do this to connect with you, to be in light with you, to be an inspiration with you. I So much of what I, I'm building is because I know that this was something that I needed when I was younger. So I'm doing this 
for all the other younger Brittany Marias of the world. I am doing this because this is a conversation that needs to be had. These are conversations that need to be explored and that we need to have support with. And of course, there are other people who are talking about this, but I think honestly, not enough people are talking about this. So yes, I am one more voice in this conversation and in this area, but hopefully I am a voice that really resonates with you and that helps you become the person that you are becoming, my friend. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, that magic. I am so excited to meet the reinvented magical you, and we have just got such an incredible trajectory. Um, as far as incorporating our business goals and really becoming something that we've always dreamed of becoming. I am just elated, elated to have you with me. So with that, I'm going to bid you adieu. Um, my last thoughts are sign up for the alignment strategy. Like you can always subscribe from the newsletter because obviously if you sign up, you'll be on the newsletter. Like let's just be real. That's what happens. <laughs> You can always unsubscribe. I won't take it personally. It's cool. Um, and it's a really powerful tool and it'll help you flow and in inspired action. So bitch, it's free. Like, go get it, right? Some homework. Go get it. Also, you don't have to. You're the captain of your own ship. So with that, I'm going to bid you adieu because I'm just a rambling bitch right now, which we all know. We love it. We love a tangent bitch, but we only be a tangent bitch all day. So yeah, let's end this. We're good. And I will talk to you next time with Lizzie. Ah, so exciting. So exciting. Okay, my friend, until next time, I'll talk to you then. <laughs>